This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you've been with us earlier this week, you know the theme for this week is having a one thing mentality. And we spoke about the great difference there is between the world's mentality and the mentality we we need for the gospel. The world would say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And I believe for the gospel's sake, we could use that statement and say, we need to put all our eggs in one basket. And that basket is the gospel, the living word of God, because that's a source of life. So the contrast is obvious I remember as a stockbroker, I used to speak to my clients to diversify because you don't want all your eggs in one basket because if that basket is no good, you're going to go bankrupt. But our basket is the source of life. Our basket is the word of God and God himself. And we've been looking at a number of scriptures, specifically Mark chapter 10, the story of the rich young ruler who had many possessions And he even lived by the Ten Commandments, but Jesus said, one thing you lack. And that lack was he was afraid to sell all and serve the Lord, and it prevented him from taking up the cross and following the Lord. We looked at Luke 10 as well. That was the story of Jesus being in the house of Mary and Martha, where Martha was serving. She was encumbered with the services and preparations, and she asked Jesus to tell my sister Mary to come and help me. But she, but Jesus said, you're so encumbered. What Mary did was the one thing necessary. And it was a vital story because service, doing any kind of service for the Lord must be out of the heart condition that you have for him. And that heart condition needs to be a one thing mentality. We then went on to Psalm 27, a powerful por- a portion of scripture where <clears throat> David was encumbered with circumstances around him. For example, let me get it, Psalm 27. He said, evildoers were around him. Adversaries and enemies stumbled him. There was a host that camped against him, and no war should rise against him. But what did he say? One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. 
Again, David desired the presence of the Lord all the moment that he had, every moment that he had breath. He had a passion, a zeal to do the will of God. And he, of course, was the greatest king that um, Israel ever had. And of course, the greater David is going to come and be king of kings and lord of lords when he comes back to rule from Jerusalem in the kingdom of God. But we also saw that David's heart was not just a momentary thing. He had this one thing mentality all the time. Psalm 38, verse 9, he wrote, Lord, all my desires before thee. In Psalm 63, he wrote, my soul thirsts for thee. My flesh yearns for thee. In Psalm 131, 8:1, I will praise thee with all my heart. So we see that this was a this was a divine mentality, and then we turned and turned with us to the book of Philippians, um, Philippians chapter three. What an incredible uh, situation we see in the life of Paul, um, Philippians chapter three. Um, Let's start at verse 1. I know I read it yesterday, but it's so important. Let's get the background. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same thing again is no trouble to me. Beware of the dogs. Beware of the evildoers. Beware of the false circumcision. We're talking about external things. And we are the, tr- we are the true circumcision who worship in the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Although I myself might have confidence even in the flesh, if anyone has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I far more. Circumcise the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of church, as to the righteousness which is in law, found blameless. I mean, listen to his resume. It's incredible. But then we go on and we see the heart and the mentality of Paul. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish in order that I may gain Christ." Do you think he had a one-thing mentality? By far. He, he forsook all things, and these were good things in the eyes of the world, but he forsook them all in order that I may gain Christ. We go on in verse 9. And may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. And here's Paul's heart, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. This is such an incredible one thing mentality. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on in order that I may lay hold that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Listen to verse 13. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it. Yet, but one thing I do, forgetting 
what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I point out that the words I do is not in the original. It was added just for clarity's sake. So that verse is, brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it, but one thing, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now listen to this. This is a word to June, to me, and to everyone hearing this. He just described his mentality. Now in verse 15, listen to what Paul wrote. Let us therefore, as many as are perfect, that word perfect also means mature in Greek. Let us therefore, as many as are perfect or mature, have this attitude, and if in anything you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. Do you see the power in these words? If we're not living like Paul lived, if we're encumbered with things, if we, if we get applause from men for human activities, we have to forsake all these things and count them as rubbish for one thing, that I may gain, that I may gain intimacy with the Lord. I'm paraphrasing it. One thing I do, forget what lies behind and look forward to what lies ahead. He's pressing on for the goal of the upward call of God in the Messiah. And before the Messiah came, it's very clear in the Torah that the Lord, he is God. And there's a scripture in the Old Testament that says, cast your bread upon the water and you'll find it after many days. And bread is life and water is symbolic of the spirit. So cast your life Upon the spirit, and you'll find it after many days. Oh, Jesus. And we Thank see you, this in one of God's servants. Jochebed and Miriam were from the priesthood, and they didn't diversify. Yes. Jochebed wanted to hide Moses because she saw that he was special, and she made a basket. And she put her eggs in that basket. Mm. She put Moses in with the Hebrew covering. And she put that basket in the Red Sea and told Miriam to watch and see what happens. And they trusted the Lord God of Israel. And Moses was picked up by the Pharaoh's sister. And imagine, raised as her son and and was looked upon in Egypt by all who heard about him and saw the things that he did. And Moses came of age and found out that he was a Hebrew. And he gave up being next in line to be the Pharaoh. He gave up all things in this world, and he identified with his people, and he wanted to know God more than anything else in his life. 
and because he desired to know the Lord, the Lord revealed himself to him. So I just want to encourage every listener to have your hearts burn for the knowledge of God and the presence of God. Look to him and desire to know him and he will reveal himself to you and he will reveal his will to you that you might in fact put all that you are in him and live by him and through him because today Jesus is alive and he will send you the spirit of truth. Thank you, Lord. And the spirit of truth will dwell in you and give you the wisdom of God, give you the mind of Christ, and even have his law written on your new heart that you might obey him. That's the new covenant. Really? Can you imagine his mother, her heart when um, he, she put him in a basket in the, in the Nile and uh, she gave it all because she loved the Lord. And what's amazing is because the Pharaoh's sister saw he was a Jew, she wanted to find his mother to be able to nurse him and Miriam was there. Really? Father, we thank you. Thank you that you're a miracle-working God, and you require of us a one-thing mentality. And we want, to, we want that mentality in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.